Welcome to the Bifocal Podcast with John White and Jason Himmelstein, where we talk about business intelligence and the Microsoft stack with news, interviews, and expert opinions from around the space. This is episode 265, recorded on October 19th, 2023, where John and Jason talk about the Power BI updates for August 2023, including the interactive mobile canvas, changes to the online data modeling experience, and Git support for paginated reports. Well, hello, Jason. It's been a while. It's good to see you. It's good to see you too, my friend. How are you today? I am all kinds of good. Last we spoke, at least the last we spoke on something we could publish out, the leaves were still green and they're not green right now. Oh, yours are, my grass is starting to yeah. get green again. Yeah, but no yours was brown. Triple right? digits here. Yeah, but, no, mine are, all my leaves are yellow and orange. It's really quite pretty. You never invite me when it's pretty up there, John. I never invite you at all. This is true. <laughs> I usually just show up on your doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. We're heading into the winter season, of course. We're not there yet, but uh, it's Halloween just around the corner. Which yes, is well, I'll see you again. Yeah. Yeah. I look, I look forward to that. But there was a, an internal no before you go yesterday, and they were laughing and, and joking about appropriate business attire. And I made the comment that it was Halloween coming up. And I said, <laughs> time to break out the bunny onesie. And they joked and they thought that I was kidding. And then I, I, I don't like, think you were kidding, were you? And, and then I went and I oh, grabbed this thing. <laughs> For those of you on the audio side of this, is which my is everyone's bunny blanket <laughs> that has like a bunny head on it that I stuck on my head. It's got this giant cape looking thing. It's one of the more ridiculous things in our house. I found it on clearance for a dollar at uh, a Target a while back and got okay. them for my niece at right around Sam's Bar Mitzvah because it was coming to the end of winter and everything, seeing as that was in May. It was perfect timing, and I got them for a buck or two a piece. And Jill said, "I want that," and so she ended up taking it. <laughs> and she was watching baseball, working on the couch, wearing the thing the other day. And I took a picture and posted it to Facebook, or she posted it to Facebook. I took the picture and sent it to our family group and said, "This is not how normal adults act." I got chastised on the internet for making fun of her for it. Oh well, <laughs> I'm okay with it. But John, it's. We have gone a little while. The last episode that we published was us talking with Heather Cook about the Microsoft Power Platform Conference, which we have now been home from for over a week. Yep. And man, that is a load off my shoulders, to be honest with you. That was one of the crazier things I have been involved with, not only at my time at Microsoft, but in the community as a whole. And yeah. Heather was the executive producer of it. I was a track chair for her, and I was responsible for the fabric presence at the event. And mm -hmm. it was wild. We had a huge contingent from Fabric. It was uh, a good it, event. It was yeah, amazing. Yeah. I have to say, I've been skeptical in the past of some of these events that we do. And Heather and the team absolutely knocked it out of the park. It was amazing. Really, 6,400 people in attendance or something like that. It was yeah. huge. And yeah. it felt huge. Certainly uh, the had, biggest event I've been to uh, post-pandemic, that's for sure. It was the biggest audience I've ever spoken to personally. It was the room like you the were tutorial? there? Yeah. No, that was great. We had oh, yeah. over 200 people in our tutorial, which was awesome. Yes. So we, that was our largest audience for our tutorial. The However, one you did with Adam and Patrick. Yeah. One of my colleagues, Pat Mahoney, and I allowed Adam, Adam and Patrick yeah. to join yeah. us for yeah. a session, for which I think it was like 1,800 people registered. 
The room I found out held 2,200 and it was standing room only. You have to account for the fact that some people weren't sitting next to each other because they, they, they didn't quite want that. But you have to figure in that room, there were over 1,500 people. That was massive. Yeah. In that a 2,200 person room, it was wild. I was thinking about uh, people half sitting of them on the floor, selfies. people standing in the aisles, people standing <laughs> in the back for a 25 minute fastest fabric end to end demo in the world session. <laughs> Our microphones didn't quite work right. The, no. the demos kind of went a little bit. The demos actually went really well. They all they the demo fun. fail that happened was was planned. It was a lot of fun, and I got to demo before anybody else in public. Our yep. what we're doing with the public preview of Power BI Copilot. Yep. Oh, it was so cool and a lot of fun. that. Definitely that that was that was good overall. So plus we had our we had our happy hour right, and that went well too. Yeah. So. We got money from our marketing team at Microsoft to go off and host a happy hour. So Roughly we, about we didn't have to sponsor it again. <laughs> yeah, it was really nice. We went a little bit over the budget, and yep. happily, the marketing team was happy to pony up for it because you and I were getting ready to pay out of pocket. Yep, about three and a half grand, John. It was <laughs> it was a little wild, but. Adam and Patrick from Gynecube had offered up half as well. So we would have been just, we would have been fine. But marketing offered up funds, which was amazing to cover the overage. We had somewhere between 600 and 800 people come through. Yeah. Just come in to have a conversation, talk about fabric, talk about their love of, of creating uh, Power BI reports and all the cool things that we're doing and get to meet folks uh, from the product team. Yep. I got to sit in a corner and just watch it all for a little yeah, while. I was hanging out with you for the most part. It was part. really nice just to get to chill out a little bit. And now I get to finally talk about it because by the time this drops, we will have signed our contract. There is a conference coming up, John. I don't know if you yes. know about this one. The Microsoft Data and AI Conference. It's going to be March 24th to March 29th. That's inclusive of two pre-con days and a post-con day. Three main days of the conference. It's going to be amazing. I'm yep. really stoked for this. 26th to 28th of the main conference days. It's in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand. Which I'm, which I'm less stoked about, but that's another story. Hey. <laughs> And this has literally taken over my world. I'm responsible for our content at this conference, for all of the content, and responsible for the show from the Microsoft side of it, other than marketing. And yeah, no, no very, stress, man. Huh? No stress. John, do I look stressed to you? What makes you think I'm so? Why would you think that I was stressed, John? Come on. I'm loving it. It's a lot of fun. I've got a great team of folks that I'm working with. We have, uh, I've got track chairs for everything going on. Happily, Heather Cook has laid a, a foundation and a framework for how these things are done. And yep. I'm getting to use that and go off and work with a third-party conference to put together an amazing event that we're going to have to come out and learn Fabric. And it's going to be not only Microsoft Fabric, but it's going to be all of the database platforms as well that we have. Yeah. It's going to be... The AI world, we have a lot of sessions around Azure OpenAI, as well as all of the AI-adjacent technologies that we're working in. And when I say that, I'm talking about anything that you hear about Copilot, I consider AI-adjacent. It is AI, but it's yeah. not our Azure AI team. Right. AI it's it's using in, AI. Inside of other AI. things. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really cool. And we also have some great stuff coming in from the Purview team. We're going to have all sorts of great stuff. We have a DE&I track going on. This is going to be the place to come to learn about Microsoft Fabric because by then, John, I have to imagine 
that we will have gone GA with fabric. It's Is that an announcement? It's been promised this calendar year. Can't say exactly when it's going to happen. Even if Judson Altoff did announce it in London at Envision last week, <laughs> that's okay. Go, go look that up for those who are interested. But I can tell you that it's been promised for this calendar year, and that is a promise that we intend to deliver on. Cool. Um, so seeing as this is going to be next March, we'll have gone GA. It'll be your opportunity to come out, learn from us. We're going to have hands-on labs. We're going to have Ask the Experts. It's going to be an amazing event. It's an enabling event primarily, right? Well, Learning, et cetera. It's a, what we refer to as an upskilling event. Oh, okay, there you go. Upskilling. Yeah. And yes, I have my pinky out when I say it because it's a fancy term. Very well. Uh, very. And, I'm, and I'm drinking coffee and because of my disformed finger anyway, it's always out to begin with. But yeah, it's usually it's a different a, finger. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of the Bifocal Podcast is sponsored by Tigraph, the award-winning reporting and analytics platform for Office 365. Get the full picture of your Office 365 network by using TyGraph. See how customers leverage its actionable insights to better understand their organization's usage, collaboration, and adoption patterns. Try TyGraph today. Sign up for a free trial at TyGraph.com. Now, John, there's been a lot of announcements that we have made, a lot of things that we've talked about. This, folks, may be a little bit of a longer episode. We may have to break this one into two, to be honest with you. I think let's cover off the September update first, and then let's talk about some of the announcements that we made at the Power Platform Conference, because, John, there were a bunch. Yeah, well, we we can go that road. I think we probably should. There was an awful lot of stuff came out at the September. There are some very interesting things, including a feature I think is very near and dear to your heart, but let's just save that for later. There were there were a couple of them, so I'm going to be interested to hear which one you think is the most important. Oh, I didn't say it was the most important. I said it's near and dear to your heart. Yes. <laughs> if you know me at all and you know the things I've been railing for, there, there yeah. were several announcements that were very yeah. near and dear to my heart that came out at this one. So let's go ahead and take a sponsor break real quick, and then let's dive in and let's talk about the September update, because we want to make sure that everybody knows about the things that happened then. Do it. All right. So let's take a look at the Power BI. Now, we're not going through the Fabric features. There were a lot of things on the Fabric blog that comes out that is the full roll-up of everything. We're specifically talking Power BI today and in the next episode, which will cover off the October desktop, October feature release. But for right now, let's go ahead and hit what Ryan posted back in September. This was September 14th, so it has been a little bit of time. A couple of things that are worthy of note. The Power BI desktop.net framework to update to 4.7.2 or newer. Yeah, not something that we really need to go into. Go ahead and upgrade because 4.5 is no longer going to be supported at this point. It's not supported. You have to go ahead and update to 4.7.2 for .NET Framework. I wouldn't even know how you upgrade. It just happens, doesn't it? Well, it is one that you have to select when you're and make yeah. sure that you've selected. It yeah, yeah. can be one that people un- uncheck. It can be right, something that exactly. in exactly. Uh, the update system for corporations that they say, we're not updating to that. Right. We have certain things that we're not doing, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. All right. The next one here is the mobile layout interactive canvas. There's some updates here for that, which I love. I've gotten into using mobile views and the ability to go ahead and make modifications, like going into a grid view and adjusting the table matrix. That's huge. The the, the grid in the table and matrix is massive to me. Yeah, this is probably the biggest, biggest thing in the September 
release if you ask me. And this is something that has been wanting since 2015. We've always had a mobile canvas view in Power BI desktop, and it was always heavily dependent on what you do in the desktop layout view. You get the visuals there, they have to be there in order to put them in the mobile canvas. And you're really just getting a, a different window on what you've defined over there. Now you can actually, you know, we've seen a lot of Im improvements here over, over the last little while. And you can tell that uh, the design team is getting very serious about mobile view. But now you actually have the ability to interact with those visuals. Previously, it was a layout feature only. Mm -hmm. Now you can basically interact with it in design view on the mobile canvas so you don't have to be flipping back and forth the idea is of course you stay in your zone right you don't have to go flip back and forth and have that big context shift so yeah this is a big feature for anyone who's doing any kind of mobile layout views yeah and i like the fact that one of the, one of the things here is the ability to test button slicers uh, yeah. buttons and slicers and how your visuals going to interact before you actually publish the report otherwise you got to get out there and test it while it's published and somebody could go well why is it doing this now you don't have to. We have some smart narratives improvements as well. I'm going to sort of gloss over this one because I know that there's some important stuff coming for the smart narratives visual before long. So go ahead and take it's, a look at this. But it basically is showing it's it's able to show text values instead of just numbers. I think that's the that's the biggest part of that right now. Yeah. So so yeah. the next one here is being able to edit your data model in the Power BI service. Yeah, there's there's been some updates to it, and it basically pertains to interactivity when using Power BI Desktop. Because I don't know if everybody knows, we a lot of people have heard that this is coming or it was available, but it's still grayed out in the service. People may be confused about that. It's there. You have to actually enable it on a workspace by workspace basis right now. Mm -hmm. You have to go turn that feature on. So if you do, if you'd like to be able to do this and you don't see it, you have to go turn it on. And part of that is it's a preview feature. And one of the things about that is if you made changes to that to the data set within the service, it wouldn't necessarily be reflected in the Power BI file if you download the PBIX file. Now it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically it. A long way to talk about that. Hey. <laughs> But it's worthwhile. It's worth people actually knowing about. So we have the ability to edit linguistic relationships in Q&A setup. You can go off and read more about this. There's also a DAX function change to how MinX and MaxX works. And then the ability to edit relationships in the properties pane is now generally yeah. available. This one is something that we've had in preview for a while. It came out in October of 22. So it's been a year that it was available. And now it's available for it is now it, that was a public preview. And now it is GA. So we're seeing a lot of work go into model view. This is just the basic properties pane. So why do I have to switch? It comes back to that same thing, right? With the mobile view. Why do I have to switch context in order to do something I need to do to my model? And this, it's just really usability here. It's adding that capability in, right into the right, well, basically into the report canvas area. So you yeah. don't have to flip down to that model view to do the relationship building. So that's a good thing. Absolutely. Next, we have some data connectivity stuff here. SAP HANA connector gets an update and the Amplify metrics uh, has a new connector. But John, this one's actually kind of big to me. The, the row level security test as role improvement. So you actually get this capability of doing proper testing. They, we've added a drop down to allow you to choose and test any report connected to the data set. And okay. you can actually see what the individual permissions look like. Very nice. We've improved our warnings and error messages here as well. There's a lot you can read about in the documentation stack where we give you a link here to that as well. Previously, I think this was only available for testing in desktop. So that's a big plus. And 
Again, with that focus, it's not about the report. It's about the data set. This makes complete sense to me. Yes. All right. So in mobile, we now support Azure Active Directory shared device mode. Not something personally I'm familiar with. I don't know if you are. I'm uh, not, I'm afraid. No. And we're going to tell people to go off and do some reading. And, you know, <laughs> but we just want you to know about it. Uh, as far as developer developers concerned, we have new Git integration functionality for paginated reports are now supported with Git integration. We've told you uh, yes. several times that all Fabric artifacts long-term are going to be able to have Git integration. This is the next one that's come along. So Until now it was only Power BI reports and data sets, and now we yeah. get paginated reports. Yeah, and to, and uh, dashboards, by the way. But uh, I think, would, that, would dashboards not in there? No, maybe no. they weren't. They, they, we they only supported two items in Power BI. Power BI two. reports right. and Power BI data, data right. sets, John. It's the first line in the blog post. On, I, I wasn't this. reading the blog post. Well, <laughs> I'm glad somebody is. No, no, fair enough. I was thinking it was the Power BI elements, but yeah, no, that makes sense. Now, just to set the groundwork, you don't get integration without Fabric. That's one of the things. So you need to be uh, you need to be in a Fabric uh, uh, workspace or basically a premium workspace uh, to to be able to get that access. And uh, Power BI, we've we've seen that launched. If you connect to DevOps, Azure DevOps only for the moment, but if you connect your workspace to Azure DevOps, it'll connect to a repo which is fantastic stuff. Any other fabric artifacts are not supported, but now paginated reports are. Yet, John, yet. I know, yet. I use that word yet a lot. I like it. All right, so the next one here is checkout and switch branches in a workspace. So we're at, we've are at we added some functionality to the checkout branch under source control. Workspace admins can decide to change uh, just the connection of the branch very easily now. So we've enhanced the UI for this and made it uh, something that's much more accessible and usable. Again, with that Git integration, right? So we got a lot of work coming down that path. And then we've got that, and in desktop, you've got that PBIP and that's steaming full speed ahead. I've seen a few new things on that front in the last few weeks. So I think there's a lot more news in this space coming uh, in the, in the not too distant future as well. Yeah, and try, if you're confused by all of this, you're like, I don't understand any of the CICD stuff. We now have an end-to-end -end tutorial that is available that you can go off. There's a step-by-step -step guide here. So oh, that's cool. go take a look at that. How to work with pipelines and Git as a part of the CICD process. Lots of stuff in the end-to-end -end flow that you can go off and play with. And I think there's some stuff in the October update now, too. That, that improves on the story. So yes, sir. we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. Later. The next yeah, one is exactly. the visualization section, which we always skip, and we're going to yet again. And that brings us to the end of uh, yep. yeah September update, John. It's almost like the team was sandbagging a little, waiting for that Power Platform conference. No, there's no sandbagging. That's just, <laughs> if we were, we'd be sandbagging for Ignite, because Ignite's around the corner, and with first party events where we like to do our biggest announcements. Are, are you saying you'd expect to see some big announcements? At, I would at expect to hear some big announcements at Ignite. But you're, let's you're going to be there, right? I actually will be at Ignite now, John. Not sure, but uh, yeah, as a part a of local event. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where, as a part of my role with the conference, it's like I need to go examine and, and take a look at the first party events and see what we're doing there to be able to do a compare yeah, and contrast. Yeah. I'll also be at SQL Pass, uh, sorry, Path Summit. So I'll, both of those are in, in Seattle at the same time. So if you're there, give me, shout me out on uh, uh, Twitter. I can't call that damn thing X, John. I'm never gonna. I'm not gonna call it X. It's, it's not happening. Hit me up on LinkedIn. Hit me up on Twitter. Uh, I'd love to, to sync up. I've got, I'll have, uh, 
bifocal stickers and maybe have some fabric swag with me. You just never know. Most likely stickers because I'm not carrying around like big boxes of stuff. You don't uh, want to carry on big boxes of shirts anymore? No, John, I did that at Power Platform Conference and I've never seen a swarm of humans <laughs> the way I think of piranha like that. We I brought in three giant boxes of swag during Adam and Patrick's session on Thursday morning. It had gotten delivered by our marketing team. Thank you to our marketing team for getting that to me. And the, the other cats and I laid it all out by size. We had the sweatshirt, we had the, the big jackets away from the t-shirts, away from the other stuff. Uh, we had some fabric blankets. We had all sorts of, of cool stuff. And we were going to try and do a conveyor belt line of like, what size do you want? And when Adam said, and by the way, Jason's going to explain to you how we're going to do swag, the rush, it was like an NFL lineman, like a line was coming at me. And I was only able to hold them off for a second and to where I explained where things were. And then I told my team to get out of the way because there were 500 people who attacked that swag and it was gone in under 30 seconds. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> yep. Piranhas on a carcass. Yeah, it was a little crazy. Are you gasping for a better reporting solution? Let Marquee Insights throw you a lifeline. They can help you chart a course to success with Power BI, then get underway quickly with one of their quick start solutions while learning the ropes from their experienced staff. If you're ready for reporting bliss, go to marqueeinsights.com and click the Get Started button and learn how they can help you make better, faster decisions with smarter data. So let's talk about the announcements that we made at Power yeah. Platform Conference because there was a bunch of stuff here that was really cool. And in a so it, we did some stuff in Kim's keynote, yeah. which was on Wednesday, which was a mainline session where we talked more about the AI functionality. And we Mo did a little bit more demo around some of the co-pilot functionality, which is super cool. And it really, I'm so happy with how the team has been working on this. I've been in charge of the private preview and now the public preview that we're rolling out I'm getting ready to roll off of that as we get to public preview and gonna have somebody else step into that now that we've got that all stood up but watching this thing come from wireframes to functional code in in private preview that was partially working to getting people on it and doing testing and seeing their feedback coming in and seeing how the team modified stuff to make it better based upon that feedback. If you yeah. ever wonder, does Microsoft actually listen? Oh yeah. Like things changed so dramatically based upon the private preview feedback. It was absolutely spectacular. The research interviews, there were hundreds of hours that went into research interviews on this stuff to make sure That's that we cool. made it better. And so what I got to demo and what Mo got to demo at Ignite, I'm sorry, at a Power Platform Conference was the public preview bits. Not quite complete. We're still like brushing up the last little bits on it. But man, it is so much cooler and so nice to see what we've done with it and make it so much more user-friendly. The co-pilot for getting started and the co-pilot and the narratives co-pilot is really cool. I'm just, I'm really stoked by it. And that was some fun demo. And even the narratives co-pilot, which used to be smart narratives, and we actually have modified things a little bit to make it even better so that you can still leverage smart narratives the way it was, or you can enhance it with AI. And Mo did exactly that and even was able to, the, the fun part of it was he went a little silly on it and told it to give me a, a summary in the voice of a pirate and then read yep. it 
it was hilarious. Evie. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that was that that was that was a big one. But that wasn't the only that wasn't the only new thing we saw. We saw well, we'll be talking about that with the October update a little bit, but the new model explorer, that was a big one, right? Yes, we did. We also but before we move on from that, we also saw Dax Query View. Yes. Yes. Pilot. That was See, that's what cool. I think the biggest I really think that's where the yeah, I mean that whole thing where yeah, and you showed this, right? Build me a report that analyzes X, right? And it does that, does a great job of it. I was very impressed. I was very impressed that it worked because I know the two of you guys were up there going, there's about a 50% chance that this is going to fail. <laughs> yeah. But it worked. But I really think that there's a ton of value in just speaking what I want to analyze in, in English, obviously, and getting my DAX built for me. And you're seeing that in a number of areas. But give me a year-over-year comparison of this metric filtered by this, and it will just give you that. And that's from a productivity standpoint, that's amazing. But from a training standpoint, that's fantastic because you get to see the DAX and you can better understand DAX. And I don't think anybody's ever accused... I mean, DAX, I mean, we all think DAX is pretty accessible because we know what MDX looked like. Mm -hmm. But I think to the average person, I don't think anybody's really ever accused DAX of being simple. No, no, they haven't. And DAX is not. And that's part of why we've been doing it. And the one that I demoed is under the quick measures area. It's yes. pilot for quick measures, right? It's, hey, I need to create a measure. I, I typed in what I was looking for and it created the DAX for me, created the measure for me, and I was done. It added it right to the model. It was awesome. That's well, you, actually you, desktop today. It's been out yes. there for a while. Yeah. Adam and yeah. Patrick have a video on it, which is actually, it freaked me out the first time I saw it because I just finished doing a review with Arun where it was stated very clearly, there will not be anything announced on Copilot. We will not be going out in the public with our co-pilots until X date. And then yes. Adam and Patrick drop a video. I was like, what did you do? <laughs> like, well, that's, oh, yeah, well, we named that, that feature and we actually yeah, enhanced it was it quick measures before. That's been out there for about six months. Oh, well, that's good. Well, and you put me on the spot with that one in our tutorial, and happily it worked. Right? Oh, yeah, it was a lot of <laughs> I made fun. It work. <laughs> that one was tons of fun. All right. So let's talk about some of the other things because there were things like visual calcs, which is great. That one's really nice. The, the ability to, you know, to go in and, and deal with that. Ruined we'll talk about that, that more in depth another time. We want to get some of these uh, other announcement-y things. But the ODS, the, the OneDrive and SharePoint save, share, and view. We've yeah. seen in the past. It's now by on by default, which is we'll really We'll be talking great. about that for October as well, yeah. yeah. We now get... So that one is out there at this point. But some of these other things were announcements that have not hit yet. So let's talk about a couple of these. First one was backstage in desktop. So you get the same type of backstage you get in office, yep. right? which is going to be nice from a consistency perspective. We have a bunch of visual improvements. We have some of them that are out there today. Card and button slicer are out there. And there's a whole bunch that are still coming. We're working on a complete revamp of the visuals, right? And and that's been announced. But the we new showed... card visual was highlighted again. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So we we did talk about loop and yes. the ability to that's add a big one. Power BI elements into a loop. That's as really a loop cool. component, a proper yes. loop component. And as a fan of loop, I am. I like it as a product, not necessarily as is an integration tool, but just the ability to bind that in there, I think is fantastic. Yeah, it's really nice. So we also showed off uh, Power Query and Desktop. That's Power Query cool. Power online, Query online and, and Desktop. Which stuff. is that 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the the ability to do the diagram, the Power Query diagram view that you're used to seeing in Power Query Online, but now in Power BI Desktop. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's really... So again, that one is coming and there's a way that you can sort of activate it now, but that's we're, we're not going to dig into that today. John, the other things that got announced they are, were very near and dear to my heart. Uh, Here it comes. <laughs> so there, there were two that were really big to me. Uh, let's go. We'll go with three. And we're going to go in descending order, folders and workspaces, John. And I posted a picture of the slide and nobody picked up on it. That's near and dear to me. Uh, it's near and dear to me too, but folders and workspaces is coming. We are working yes, on it. Yep. It's really nice. I'm surprised there wasn't more fanfare about that, to tell you the truth. Yeah, we didn't hit, we didn't hit a big note on it. And I was a little surprised. I think it's more of a, of a semantics thing. For That's one. The other one... Was, that, there, there was another one that was very subtle. And I'm going to call it out here in a sec, but go ahead. There was one where we announced the public preview. And unfortunately, the demo failed in the keynote. It was, it was heartbreaking because it was a, one of the coolest demos I've seen in a long time. Will Thompson announced the public preview yes. of Data Activator. Which, yes. if you've been listening to this show since the beginning, what have I been railing on? Alerting, notification, yes. action being able to be taken. That's exactly what Data Activator is. This yeah. is the answer to my big longstanding issues. Yeah, with alerting. With, yeah, with, with but not with just alerting. The ability properly. To, to trigger actions yes. based upon something. Ah, oh, it's beautiful. It, it really and it this lights up some scenarios for me in product that I, we're going to be fleshing out in a great. <laughs> With great gusto, this is what I'm looking for. Yeah. So, John, <laughs> my that's, last neither one, one of those are the ones I was really expecting you to be the most excited about. The one that I'm the most excited about, John. Uh huh. Dark mode. <laughs> oh, it's coming. I've seen it. I've seen it in action. Dark mode for desktop is yep. going to be my favorite thing because everything else is dark mode except for Power BI. I've been begging and begging and when I heard that we were going to actually announce it, I think I stood up in my chair when we saw it on the screen. It was, <laughs> Amanda just kind of threw it up on the screen and dropped the mic and walked off stage. Yeah, it was pretty spectacular. <laughs> when I saw it for the first time up on that big screen the night before when we did the keynote prep, yep. my, my heart fluttered a little bit because uh, I hadn't seen it look that good. I've, I've been looking at the builds that, have been, that we've been doing. And it's taken some time, but man, that was that looked really good. It yeah, was, it was really exciting. So there was one thing I noticed. It was on one of Kim's slides. And I wonder if you could explain to me what a Power BI semantic model is. Oh, John. <laughs> That's a topic for another day. Where oh, we is it? Because that was a slide that was up there. And it yeah. said... So, it looked an awful lot like a data set from what yeah, I can Yeah, John. That, what's a data set? <laughs> We have power. Well, wow. it was models. a BI semantic model, or wait a minute, yeah. was it a data model, or was it a tabular model, or was it? Let me see. Was no, it a power a pivot? Model. It's a power pivot. What else have we called it over the years? Well, anyway. it's really amusing just to hear the conversations about it internally. Semantic model is what we've gone with. We've moved away from data model. We've moved away from data set. Is now the semantic model. So this uh, is like our eighth rename of the same thing. Yeah, John, this is it. This is the last one. This, this will be the, the last final. one. This is the final. This is the final Jason's version final. Take, no, no take backs. <laughs> Pinky swear. <laughs> I make no promises. I you mean, know, 
P-bism? Is that <laughs> what it is? Is it P-bism? You know what? I'm fine with whatever it is. I just don't want to change it anymore. <laughs> I'm going to have to change all of our slides again. Yes. <laughs> That's why I was encouraging them to do it, John, because I wanted you to have to do some work. Yeah. Okay. It's anyway. going to take us a little while to get used to calling it the semantic model, but a lot of time in, in a lot of other spaces, it is what it's referred to as. I, the, I don't The have difference a between a data set and a data model was getting into the semantics. So we may as well just call it the semantic model. Hey, there you go. Honestly, all the, the terms are all overloaded anyway. And in the context of fabric, I think it's a good idea to you know point out that this thing comes from Power BI. You could have called it an analysis services semantic model too but anyway, but i digress yeah that's um, getting too under but, the hood in one piece of technology sure that but that that it's what it is i mean at least it we won't be calling it a data set and going into uh power bi report builder i mean power bi paginated report builder i mean the t anyway and having a, the confusion with data set there which is a completely different thing so that's good yes yeah i'm just gonna anyway. say yes yeah okay well, say john yes. i think for me, those were the really big things. There was some really uh, cool other yeah. stuff that was announced semantically yeah. using SemPy, the Dataverse connector with, that, that got announced yes, out there. That went, that went into public preview, the Dataverse connector for, for Fabric. So that's a big deal. So you can create shortcuts in, in one lake to Dataverse. So that's fantastic. You get a lake house that seamlessly is using Dataverse data. So lots of really cool announcements that we made. I'm really excited by all of the bits and pieces that we're working through. I'm really excited to get to a point in March where we get to show all of this in person yeah. to the community at a conference that is very focused on fabric. It is the shining star of that event. More, It's about half the content or so at the events. And it really is the angle that everything else is angling towards. Fabric is our future. Yep. I'm stoked. It was a good event. Lots of lots of excitement. You've got another event coming up in a month. I think there's going to be a lot more excitement. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, for those of you who are going to be in Chicago, make sure you come out and see us because we will be at yes. 365 Educon, Power Educon in Chicago. At Halloween, Halloween. That's what we were talking about at the beginning. Yeah, I'll be the bike guy in the bunny suit. And I, just, uh, I want you to wear that so bad. I know you do, John. I know you do. <laughs> and... Yeah, then I'll be at Ignite and Pass, and then you and I are going to be at ESPC in Amsterdam, and we will. look forward to that. Unfortunately, Cloud Summit moved out to May, so European Cloud Summit is not happening in Frankfurt anymore in December. That's right. Yeah. So we're, we will not be there. Well, well, we'll be there, but there's not a show. So you'd That's have to right. find us at whichever random pub we're sitting in until <laughs> we fly home on Monday. Um, That's right. At least I get to go home a little early. Yeah. yeah. All right. With that, John, we should wrap this episode, and... We'll talk you know to y'all next time about the October updates. See y'all next time. Thanks for listening to the Bifocal Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or via your favorite podcast app. You can follow us on Twitter at Bifocal Show. The show notes for this and all of the Bifocal Podcasts can be found on the Bifocal.show blog. The music for the Bifocal Podcast is Indie Rock by Scott Holmes and is shared under Creative Commons. 